Welcome to the Psychotherapy Central podcast where we discuss love, attachment and healing from trauma. A place where you can gain the knowledge, tools and wisdom to help you build secure, flourishing relationships. I'm your host, clinical psychotherapist and couples therapist, Jennifer Newrick. Hello everyone, welcome back and welcome into my healing room for this recording. It's a very special day for me. I live in Sydney, Australia and my mom who lives in the central UK lands tonight. So it's a very exciting day for me. I can feel a lot of joy in my body. And here I am doing a little bit of recording. So this is something that is a learning curve for me. I have no training in podcasting or YouTubing. Um, And like most therapists or many therapists, I'm naturally quite introverted. So listening to myself and watching myself on videos and trying to video at the same time as reading my notes, as listening to the audio is a whole different kind of multitasking. So thank you so much for being with me on this journey because I think there is so much in the therapeutic world that is life-changing. That's been my experience and my hope is to be able to break down some really complex topics and give them to you in a way that's relatable and in a way that you can implement easily. So I'm really aware that I have a, because we're talking about IFS today, internal family systems, I have quite a strong teaching part. And she looks kind of a cross between a mean teacher and a witch from a Roald Dahl story. I don't know if you if you grew up with those, but I did. And she she's quite critical. And I'm, I'm aware of her kind of watching me as I do this, as I do my process. You know, she says stuff like, Jen, don't get it wrong, don't say too many ums, Jen, you know, so she's kind of a little bit like the monkey on my shoulder, but she's also very smart and switched on and can put quite abstract concepts together. So she's, she's quite a complex part of my psyche. And, and ultimately, she's quite a protective part of my system. And I'm aware that she's busy protecting some terrified parts of my system, some really scared exiles that find being videoed and being recorded really frightening. It's like they're sitting in a sort of more hidden part of my system, looking at me saying, Jen, why are you doing this? We're really scared that you're going to be criticized, that you're going to say the wrong thing, that you're going to look silly. So they're kind of, why can't someone else do this? Why why are you making us do this? And, and so this teaching part of me kind of protects them and can come over and get a bit serious. So over the years, I've done quite a bit of work with her and helping her to relax in my system. And so it's a process and I'm absolutely on a journey. And thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And if you have any feedback for me. I would love to hear it. You can DM me on Instagram at psychotherapy.central. So yeah, as I do this, I'm kind of aware of bringing in my self-energy, of bringing in my therapist part, my teacher part, 
And also the me that likes to kind of hang around a campfire on a Saturday night with friends sharing funny stories. So, you know, not a big ask, just trying to bring forward all these different parts and, and soothe the parts of me that are genuinely really frightened of this whole process and of being seen. So yeah, bear with me while I hold these scared parts while I do this work. So for those of you who are new here, I'm Jen. I am absolutely an unfinished product. I'm definitely a human first. I have a lot of wide ranging human experiences like many of you. I have all the parts that you have and I'm a clinical psychotherapist and a certified IFS practitioner. And in this episode today, we're going to be exploring suicidal thoughts through an IFS lens. So we're going to cover, well, we're going to have an overview of what IFS therapy is. We're going to uh, unpack how suicidal parts form, look at the two different types of suicidal parts. We are going to look at how suicidal parts are often hated by other parts in the system really unpack how suicidal parts are trying to help and the mistake that many therapists make when contracting with suicidal clients. And then at the end, we'll look at how to work with a suicidal part. So I'll add a trigger warning here. Suicide is a heavy and loaded topic and you might be listening to this because you've experienced suicide in your family or of someone close to you. So I really invite you to take care of yourself as we discuss suicidal thoughts that could be coming up for you. And taking care of yourself might look like checking in to see how your body is responding to what I'm saying. And if your body's feeling really tense, you might stop for a bit, get a cup of tea. You might give your body some time to relax. You might go out for a walk and then come back to it. And we'll be discussing a suicidal part of your system. And that part might feel quite scared about having a light shone on it. Although many other parts of your system are likely to feel a huge relief. Oh, at last, this part's going to be addressed. So expect that there could be some conflicting feelings as you start to listen to this episode. So let's jump into a brief overview of IFS. And I discover this in episode five in detail. I discuss this, did I say that? Discuss in episode five, what is IFS therapy? And I've got the link in the show notes. So internal family systems is a type of therapy that was developed by Richard Schwartz in the 1980s to work with people with bulimia. So it's a kind of psychotherapy where it focuses on understanding and working with different parts of our personality. So central to IFS is the concept of multiplicity. Um, IFS views it as normal for people to have multiple parts. That's just part of being human. And rather than pathologizing these parts, we seek to understand and work with them. Secondly, in any scenario, the strongest part will end up deciding what you do. Let's say you're trying to decide what to study at university and part of you wants to continue with the family legacy of being a lawyer. Maybe there's a long line of lawyers in your family and there's a lot of pressure to internal to follow in that, in that 
um, on that path. And then maybe there's another part that wants you to differentiate from your family and follow your heart's strong desire for theatre, for example. Whichever of those parts speaks the most loudly is the one that you will follow. And you might know people who've followed the family legacy and, and become lawyers, fallen into, I think lawyers have one of the highest suicide rates of all professions, maybe found that really unfulfilling in different ways, and later in life moved into theatre and other passions. So again, a part can speak louder at one age, maybe in your 20s, the part that wants to be a lawyer is louder, and then in your 40s, the part that has a passion for theatre is stronger. And so this is how parts can work and change over time. Third concept in IFS that's really important is of blending, that we can blend with parts. And an example of this is you might be a nurse, and in the day you're fully in your nurse part and you are very, um, you know your work really well, you relate with people really well and this part of you, this nurse part is very skilled at her job. And you might enjoy being, putting on that persona, that bringing in that part and letting it blend completely. And then on the weekend, you might be a complete you might be the nurse in the day, but then in the weekend be a complete adrenaline junkie. You love skydiving. You love heli skiing. Do lots of adrenaline type things. And, this, and then on the weekend, you're blended, fully blended with this part who loves, who, who's an adrenaline junkie. So we can blend with parts. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning, how sometimes I'll kind of blend with this teacher part. And, and that can be a little bit kind of stricter or bring in this other energy. And so I have to work with that. Something else, number four, that Dick discovered in the 80s was that it's possible to unblend with a part. That we can consciously ask a part to unblend with us. And we can allow self energy to come through and talk to the part. And I'll talk more about that in the moment. And Dick discovered that as parts unblend, that we become less extreme and our system becomes more settled. The fifth point is that parts carry burdens and they are beliefs, thoughts, somatic kind of felt sensations. And that through IFS, we can work with our parts to release in a really powerful, and for me, it's a very felt experience, and for many of my clients, we can release the burdens and traumas and the limiting beliefs that have been carried by these parts. And that allows these parts to move into completely different roles in our system. So you might have a part that was... Um, maybe being a very panicky part and we get very stressed easily, when it puts down the burdens, it can often take up quite a different role in the system, maybe of one of playfulness or creativity. And that, and it doesn't have to work so hard, it's enough to shout a warning signal so loud in the system. So it can kind of relax and then the whole system becomes softer, less stressed, feels safer on the inside. 
That brings us to self. The more self we have in a system, the safer we feel on the inside. Self in IFS is something that we are born with and it has the eight C's, compassion, curiosity, connection, clarity, calm, confidence, courage. So lots of uplifting, connected words. And there's a whole episode, episode seven, is called The Central Role of the Self in IFS Therapy. So if you want to learn more about that, jump to episode seven. The overall aim of IFS is that the self become the conductor of the orchestra. We're not looking to get rid of all the instruments in the orchestra. We want the violins, we want the flutes, we want the trumpets and the trombones. And there is a a beautiful music and a sound and a quality that arises from the orchestra that is so precious and exquisite and uplifting to the human spirit. But when they all play in opposing music, different music from different genres by different artists, it can sound chaotic and we want it all to stop. And when we have self conducting the orchestra, it can be a sublime harmony that we want to listen to for hours and hours that brings soothing to self and to others. So that's where we're moving towards when we're deeply engaged in IFS therapy. So let's move into discussing suicidal parts. Now, as we move through life, parts naturally form and some parts will form that are holding shame, pain and fear. And when the system doesn't have enough resources internally and externally to be able to work with those strong feelings, these parts become exiled by other parts because they're too much for the system to deal with, too much pain, too much shame. And in order to keep those parts exiled, we need to develop kind of security guards to make sure that they stay in their boxes. And these parts in IFS are called protectors. And sometimes these protective parts can become quite extreme. So something I love about IFS is that there is no diagnosis It's just extreme parts, parts of our being that have learned to protect us in very extreme ways. So think about a panic attack. A panicking part is a part that is blending with you in that moment. You're feeling all of the thoughts, sensations, strong somatic experience, felt experience of the panicking part. Okay, you've become fully blended in a panic attack with a panicking part that can't calm itself down. So in their own way, all parts are trying to be helpful. It just might be an outdated or even kind of a counterproductive way of protecting. But that's the only way that that part knows how to do it. And that part is often totally unaware of all the other parts in the system that could be really helpful in this moment. It's just stepped forward, blended, and it's trying its best to protect everyone, sometimes all parts in the system, sometimes just itself. Now, what I'm about to say might feel quite counterintuitive, but a suicidal part is part of a protective system. I'm going to say that again. 
a suicidal part is actually part of your protective system. So let me explain. There are two types of suicidal parts. One is offering you a way to stop the pain. There is so much pain in the system that this part says, let's just end it all. Everyone will be better off without you. The pain will never end. Let's just go. It's like a doorway out of this hell. How does that part form? This part is formed when there is so much pain in the system. We need a way out. And this thought is the thought of last resort. It's the last way out. Okay. The second part of, sui of, 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 sui sort of suicidal type, the second type, sorry, the second type is punishing. And this is where a suicidal part is pointing towards another part in your system and saying that this part is so disgusting, so horrendous that you shouldn't be alive. It, it, this is where the suicidal part is essentially trying to kill another part of your system. It is judging it as so repulsive, so it could be an angry part. It could be a part that struggles with sex and sexuality or thoughts, sexual thoughts that come maybe. And if you were taught that this is really bad, this was evil in some way, then the suicidal part might want to destroy it. And it kind of doesn't see that by trying to destroy that part in this way, that it will kill all of the other parts in the system. So it's essentially trying to stop a behavior or thoughts, and it's the only way that this part knows how to do it. But remember, both parts are trying to stop the pain, just in a very extreme way. Now we have the suicidal part of one of those two types, and then we often have some parts that will speak up against this final solution. And so these parts that are trying to speak up against the final solution are often terrified of the suicidal part. They really want it to shut up and go away. And they might be quite angry towards it, quite attacking of the suicidal part. And they'll probably have strategies to try and shut up the suicidal part. Some might be quite helpful and some might not be helpful for the suicidal part. So you can see how complex our inner systems are, and they are, and just know that mine is too. Yep, I know my inner system well because I've been doing IFS for a while and I've been doing many years of transactional analysis in a child, in a parent work. So I know my inner system well. And through knowing it, and IFS is a wonderful model to get to know it through. We can very effectively work with our inner system. Let me grab a drink. So in most therapy, when a client presents with suicidal thoughts, we as therapists are taught to make a contract with them about not hurting themselves. Now, often the parts of a client's system that don't want to suicide are very happy to sign that contract. But for the contract to have any real weight, we need the suicidal part to sign it, which is a completely different endeavor. 
you know, I feel a lot of compassion for suicidal paths. They're often, first, they're often protecting deeply hurt parts of us that are, that are terrified. They're protecting exiles. Secondly, they are trying to offer us a way out of that horrendous pain. They're offering us kind of a, a last line of defense. And number three, they're trying, they're, they're giving us their best effort, but the result is they're often hated by the rest of the system. So in a way, I actually feel a lot of compassion for the suicidal parts. And they're often quite feared and lonely and isolated in the system. They've been pushed away. So the healing is in turning towards the suicidal part with self-energy and taking time to get to know it, which is quite counterintuitive. Usually we're trying to sort of get away and shut it up. But in IFS, what we really want to do is bring it forward and get to know it. And we might open the suicidal part to the possibility that some of the pain it's feeling could be lessened without leaving the body. And we offer understanding that it's trying its best and offer it compassion and help in whatever way it needs it. And when this is offered by self, the suicidal part is more often than you think, curious and open to receiving help, especially when it's offered by self, because it can feel the compassion and understanding. So it's often open to being allowed, to, to sort of being helped by self and to the exiles being helped as well. So I've recorded a meditation that's specifically crafted to help you access this state of self and to be with your suicidal part. It's episode number 22, and it's called IFS Meditation Befriend... befriend <laughs> say that again. Episode 22, IFS Meditation Befriending Suicidal Parts. It's available through Apple Podcast as a subscription episode. And the subscription is a minimal amount, and it gives you access to heaps of the transformative material I teach. If you follow me on Instagram and you've listened to many of my podcasts, you'll know that I give away a lot for free. And a subscription is an easy way to give back a little bit, to help me keep producing and disseminating all this information on love, attachment, and healing trauma. So if, you, if you've been having suicidal thoughts, I highly recommend seeing a trained therapist for some individual support. Remember that it is absolutely okay to need support sometimes, and it might be that this experience you're having with suicidal thoughts could be your gateway towards getting support that can change the rest of your life. And I can only speak for myself here, that receiving therapy and being in a therapeutic space and being held by people who are able to hold me in a different way to the way that my family were able to was absolutely transformative. So if you are having suicidal thoughts, I really invite you to reach out to a therapist. Um, I do see clients one-on-one -on -one at the moment on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and you can find my booking link through my website, psychotherapycentral.health. 
So what have we covered in this podcast? We've covered a lot of ground. We've done an overview of what IFS therapy is, how suicidal parts form, the two different types of suicidal parts, how suicidal parts are often hated by the other parts, how they're actually trying to help, mistakes that many therapists make when contracting with suicidal clients, and how to work with a suicidal part. So if you have any questions about anything you heard today, anything to do with love, attachment and healing trauma, send me a DM through Instagram at psychotherapy.central. And if you like what you heard, please help me out and encourage me along this path of producing content and podcasts and YouTube by liking, subscribing. Please write a review. I would really appreciate that, taking a bit of time there. And thank you for being here and being part of this community focused on healing. Take care wherever you are from my heart to yours. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you want to learn more about all things love, attachment and trauma, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at psychotherapy.central or visit my website at psychotherapycentral.health. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. Your support means a lot and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.